Welcome to the Dr. Judd Podcast. This is Dr. Judd. Welcome to this morning's Coronavirus Anxiety Daily Update. I'm Dr. Judd Brewer, addiction psychiatrist and neuroscientist specializing in anxiety and habit change. Earlier in the series, I talked about social contagion in which emotions can be passed between people just like germs. Yesterday, a reporter asked me what was more infectious, a virus or social contagion. The answer is simple. Social contagion is much more infectious. Why? We can prevent the spread of a virus by keeping a distance of about six feet, which is how a sneeze can travel. Well, someone can sneeze on your brain from anywhere in the world. Yes, social media is the perfect vector for spreading anxiety and panic. And just like washing your hands and social distancing can prevent the physical spread of coronavirus, there are ways to prevent the spread of social viruses as well. Here are some simple tips. First, take a deep breath and ask yourself, what do I need right now? If you're looking for news, go right to the true sources. For example, the WHO is going to have the most accurate information. Popular media checks sources and tries to get things right, but they're also competing for your attention, so they might report something a little early that turns out later to be debunked. If you're looking for connections with others, step back and ask yourself, do I have the habit of going on social media when I'm bored or looking to see what's happening in the world? Now's a good time to recognize that as a habit. Walking down the social media street in the past was not a big deal because the, on the whole, people were posting about relatively benign stuff. Now, scrolling's like walking through a crowd, many of whom are socially sneezing, worry, and fear. The more you scroll, the more likely you are to catch that social contagion and pass it on. So if you're looking for connection, take a break from social media and cuddle instead, safely of course. I won't go through all of the science behind how hugging and cuddling boosts the immune system and releases oxytocin. Even though my research is now focused on translational neuroscience and the clinical applications of mindfulness training, I actually went to graduate school because I was really interested in why we get sick when we're stressed. And I ended up getting my PhD in immunology. So here's my short summary. Cuddling is good for your health, but you don't have to trust me as a scientist. You can try it for yourself. If you have family members, take a break from checking the news, find your spouse or kids, and tell them that you love them. And then give them a 15-second hug. If you live alone but have pets, do the same thing. I'll demonstrate this for you right now. Mm, I love you. Mm, mm, mm. If you live alone but don't have pets, you can do this yoga pose I just made up. It's called the hug pose. Take a moment, stretch your arms back, and give yourself a big hug. We're all trying to love each other from a distance right now. Our family members, our friends, and all those who are sick and suffering. Now's the time for us to all practice loving one another from afar. I'll end with a page from the book that my wife and I have been reading before bed called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse by Charlie McKeezy. Life is difficult, but you are loved. So please spread kindness and connection today. Let it be the new infection that helps us all move forward together. Onward, together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please don't forget to subscribe to receive future episodes 
And please share this with friends or loved ones who might find the content helpful. To learn more about mindfulness and habit change, visit drjud.com. See you next time.